Welcome to College Sports Conversations. I'm Hayden Gibson, and today we're bringing you a Division II Focus episode. Since 2003, Division II and the Make-A-Wish Foundation have formed a long-standing partnership where student-athletes have raised more than $6.2 million towards granting the wishes of children with critical illnesses. The COVID-19 pandemic didn't stop student-athletes as they rallied to generate more than $200,000 for the 2019-2020 academic year. For the fifth straight year, the University of North Georgia led Division II in fundraising. Joining me today is Kara Groover and Lee Glenn. Kara is a women's basketball student athlete majoring in kinesiology, who also serves as UNG's SAC president. Lee is the Associate Athletic Director for External Operations. Lee and Kara, thank you for joining me today. Thanks for having us. We are glad to be here. So Kara, let's start off with you. Can you tell me a little bit more about, from a student athlete perspective, what goes into the Make-A-Wish fundraising and granting a wish? Originally with COVID this year, we just started meeting like once a month, which normally we meet at least twice a month. So, and some people choose to be on Zoom and some people choose to come with their mask on six feet apart. So it's definitely been a different um, situation going on. But basically our main focus, like as a student athlete is to come up with ideas, me and just like first Whenever we meet, we talk just about our feelings, like as student athletes, how are we feeling? How are we doing? And then we relay that to the admin that are part of the meetings with us. And then they'll relay it on to the rest of the admin in the um, university. But basically, we just try to come up with the best ideas that we can. For example, we um, actually pass around a sheet because now that with COVID, all of our teams are competing in the spring. So one thing that we're doing is having a um, – donations table at each event just for Make-A-Wish. So like just assign Make-A-Wish donations. So we have to find people like bodies to be there. And so it's kind of def- very difficult with just everybody competing, but um, we're just doing the best we can from the student athlete side to just come up with the ideas and start um, start the kickoff to all the events that we plan to achieve. So that's, that's pretty much it. Sounds great. It sounds like you're going to be a little bit busy, but creativity is Creativity is definitely going to shine during this time. Lee, can I ask from your perspective as an administrator, what goes into Make-A-Wish fundraising and then ultimately granting a wish? I think one of the pivotal aspects of this whole process is creating a department of departmental culture of yes, as it relates to student athlete um, ideas. Uh, it's our goal to support anything that they come up with um, and, and surround it with care and, uh, and support. You know, I think that a lot of times the student athletes create both large ticket items that are fundraising ideas and small ticket items. And with large ticket items, I think what we have to do is provide that operational support to where it becomes feasible to execute. And then, you know, small ticket fundraising items, as Kara just alluded to, you know, we're going to try to do a, a, a good number more of those this semester. And, um, and it's, there's just got to be a culture of yes. You know, so anytime they come to us out of a meeting and say, hey, we'd like to do this, we got to find a way to make yes the answer uh, with the idea that we're just trying to create that um, a big pot of funds that we can donate and in turn get a uh, wish on campus. You know, I, you know, these small ticket items, we're going to, we're having uh, our first spring soccer match on campus this afternoon and Kara and her team are going to collect uh, donations. And even if we get just a hundred dollars out of that, um, out of that pot, that could be the hundred dollars that goes towards that special gift that that one kid was asking for. 
Absolutely. And that's a great perspective to have. I think with something like this, there's no such thing as a small donation. And like you said, it's just really impacting the children along down the road. Kara, can you tell me a little bit more about what it means to you to be involved with community engagement? For sure. Um, one word that I just like keep coming to is rewarding. It's just very rewarding. Um, SAC is not something that I joined just so I can bluff and uh, make my resume look good. It's not something because I just have all this time on my hands. Like it's something that I'm highly invested in and I like love it. It just, I just like every time I think of SAC, I just put everything into perspective. Just what am I, what I'm grateful for and what I take for granted that some others can't. So whatever I can do from my point of view, whether I'm just in SAC, which I was for the past two or three years to now being the president that just shows how impactful it has been on my life. So um, I'm just like so excited and I don't take it for granted that I'm in SAC and I just love what we're doing at North Georgia and just across the country with Make-A-Wish in general. Absolutely. And like Lee said, you have a culture of yes. And so I can imagine that really makes you feel supported and that you and your fellow student athletes have a voice and you can truly make an impact on your community and the Make-A-Wish recipients. Lee, UNG has been granting wishes ever since you started there. What's something that you think makes wish granting at UNG so successful? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to kind of jump back to Kara's comment. You know, she talked about being rewarding. And, and I'll tell you one thing from where we sit, you know, what's rewarding for us is watching our student athletes take the ownership and the initiative with, with this initiative. You know, Kara and her team, her executive board, you know, it's just so rewarding for us even to watch them do that piece of it, you know, but, but to answer your question, you know, Make-A-Wish is such an experience-based relational connection, and, you know, I've been here nine years, and um, I think, like, some of the highlights in my nine years have been two of our Make-A-Wish reveals, and in 15, we had Kaylin Rundles on campus, and uh, we recreated the final out of a baseball game with West Florida, and um, there was just so much value to that. You know, it's still to this day, I get people to tell me that, hey, I was at that game, the, the baseball recreation, and I didn't even know that you guys were faking it. I didn't know it was real. And, um, and we did another one as well, where um, a year later, we had Emily Watkins on campus. And we're one of six senior military colleges in the country. And we paired with our Corps of Cadets and had a cadet zip line in from the side of a mountain and land at second base to deliver her wish. And so it's just experiences like that that um, are you can't trade in and you cannot put a value on and, and and I'll piggyback on that as well you know and also not only seeing what that pulls out of the students or out of the kid uh, but seeing what it means to their parents as well you know you can go back and watch the recap videos on our website and see that not only you see joy and reward in the kid's face but you also see this just compassion and care that uh, the parents are so appreciative of. So um, it's, uh, this is an experience-based deal. We do this not to, to, to collect our money or to be first or to win awards. We do this because of what we get out of it, giving back. Absolutely. And just like you said, the experience, that's something that you'll never forget. And I know Division II prides itself in passion and being able to make the experience yours. And it sounds like you're really doing that to kind of honestly address what's happening right now with COVID-19. You've had to possibly do some virtual things. Maybe fundraising has been affected. What are some ways that you've had to adapt with the new COVID-19 pandemic? You know, so, you know, March was D-Day for us, you know, of this past year. That's when kind of everything ended. 
And, um, and we were able to, within 45 days, pivot and turn what is our big fundraiser of the year, our walk, uh, our Nigel's Walk with Superheroes, into a virtual event in just 45 days. And, uh, and you see virtual walks a lot across the country. Um, but I think what we were most proud of as it relates to COVID is we were able to earn that $10,000 and, and, and give a wish this year. And we also did that socially distanced and virtually. You know, we, uh, we have um, a Gainesville campus and we're actually about 30 miles from the city of Gainesville. And um, our wish child this year was in the city of Gainesville and we carpooled and met down in Gainesville and did a socially distant car parade for this young girl with over a hundred people that kind of went down that 30 miles just to deliver when we weren't allowed to really be close. And so uh, just kind of circling back to our earlier part of the conversation, it's relational. Um, it's, it's, an, it's a value adder for us and it doesn't matter if it's on our campus or if it's 30 miles away, we're gonna get it done. That's great to hear. And Kara, I'm curious, so can you tell me a little bit more about some of the future fundraisers or initiatives that you have for Make-A-Witch? Yeah, for sure. So like I said, we have just a donations table at all the events we can, um, whether it's just until halftime or whatever, just because our mindset kind of is small victories. Like you said, there's no such thing as a small donation. So like whatever we can do, because obviously like the big events require a lot of planning and um, with COVID, it's just, kind of difficult to get within like what we need done six feet apart from each other. But um, another thing that we're doing is 50-50 raffles at some of the competitions, especially like the heavily fans ones, like the Battle Blood Mountain is today with us and Young Harris. Um, we also are kickstarting this thing called, it's a workout for, it's like a workout thing. I, I don't really know the name of it, I'm sorry, but um, it's two kids and I say kids, they're like teenagers. And so with their illness and conditions, they're unable to perform their sports. So what we're doing, which I'm very excited about, is we are going to come up. We've talked and worked with our strength and conditioning coach. So all the teams, he's going to incorporate a type of like workout challenge within our things. And all the teams are going to compete versus one another. So for example, and then we'll send out the videos to our donors. And we're like, um, hey, so like the men's basketball team, did 100 push-ups in a row, whatever it is, 90 burpees in three minutes, whatever it is, we're like, can you match it with $90 in three minutes? So I'm kind of very excited about that just because as a team, as a student athlete, I'm like so competitive and I know every other one is too. And so we are like so pumped for that. And then we're going to hopefully get the admin and the other, not just student athletes, but other people to join in with that as well. Um, another thing virtually that we're doing is, I don't know if you've heard of like the on social media, people will put kind of like a bingo board, but with dollar, like number of dollars. So um, we're going to try it. We were thinking just, just to have it, just like a UNG Nighthawks page on social media and send that like one of them. But we've came up with the idea that we would reach way more people if all student athletes, either we create one template or everyone just gets creative. And um, so hopefully we'll reach out. And so wh whoever donates, say like someone donated $5, I would use their ad and I'd be like, this person, my friend, donated $5 from Florida, whatever. So it doesn't just, just stay within UNG. It gets everybody out there. So those are some of the things that we've got coming up and that we've already kind of got started. But we have some bigger ones that we're trying to plan. With COVID, we have to still um, put, a lot into thought, put a lot more thought into them. But we're excited for what spring has got for us.
I'm excited too. It sounds like you have a lot of great initiatives. And if anything, I know I don't want to do 90, 90 burpees. So hopefully everyone will follow suit and will donate to a great cause. Leah, I have one final question for you. I was curious, you know, as an institutions that are seeing what UNG's done and wants to start to fundraise more money to impact Make-A-Wish, what advice do you have? Find student leaders like Kara Groover and you see the initiative and the creativity they have. And whenever the student athletes come with you with these kind of ideas, you just get out of their way and support them. Um, but secondarily, I'll say that you got to create campus-wide buy-in. You know, I remember when I first started this, I could hear it in the hallway. Why do we have to do this? You know, make a wish initiative. Seriously, it's, it's this, it's that. Uh, and then when, when you get that first reveal and you are actually deliver on a promise, um, it's just a snowball effect and it takes care and, and it runs itself. Um, lean on your campus partners. Uh, we, again, we use a Corps of Cadets um, as, as being one of 16 year military colleges. We use Greek life, public safety, whoever you can get to uh, help you tell the story. I think that um, on this campus, there's a theme of ownership of service and everybody wants a piece of that ownership. We wanna be able to serve. We as administrators are here to serve student athletes and coaches. And um, I think one of the pieces of that leadership component is these student athletes serving um, and gifting these young children. And I think the, the, the final piece of advice that I would give a uh, member institution is to create an authentic relationship with your local Make-A-Wish chapter. Um, we've got a great relationship with Make-A-Wish Georgia here, and um, they provided us tons of fundraising ideas, tons of contacts of people that we can reach out to that are trying to execute the similar mission as we are, and they have tons of marketing collateral that they can help uh, you spread the great word. Thank you for all of that great advice, and honestly, I'm really excited to see what you both accomplish and your administrators accomplish in the upcoming months. And Karen Lee, thank you so much for joining me today and providing some more information on how you're connecting student athletes with the Make-A-Wish recipients and foundation. Thank you for having us again. You're very welcome. Make-A-Wish's annual week of wishes will begin February 15th and conclude February 22nd. During this time, Division II institutions are encouraged to raise funds and awareness for the Make-A-Wish Foundation. Thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of College Sports Conversations. I'm Hayden Gibson.